0: To Whiskey and Lemon. <laughs> if you cannot tell, I am very excited to share the second half of this discussion with you all. So, without further ado, Emotion Identity Part 2. Let's go. At some period in life, we have all experienced some sort of identity crisis, whether it be to the extent of who am I really or as simple as why did I make that choice. We tend to carry certain things with us because, let's face it, we are all just trying to survive here. It can be especially difficult when things are not going our way. We can question if we even made the right choice. We also all make mistakes, and that includes feeling regret about them. And with that comes some possible misplaced emotions. And then we start to judge ourselves for even feeling those. So then it becomes this vicious cycle of an action that we make, us feeling bad about it and then judging ourselves for making that action and not being able to pull ourselves out of the emotions we are feeling because of it. And then next thing we know, we end up in an identity crisis. Or as I referenced in the recent comparison episodes, we can often let our identity become something we have or do like our jobs, our funds, our relationships, our possessions, our thoughts, our emotions. Some common causes for individuals to have a skewed view can be depression, someone feeling that they are worthless or without love. Someone who is codependent may rely on the opinions of others to help them develop their identity, and someone in a position of notoriety, or may believe to be, can have self-presumptions of dominance and will view themselves as superior to others. This can also develop into a condition known as delusions of grandeur, which good therapy explains as the false belief in one's own superiority, greatness, or intelligence. People experiencing delusions of grandeur do not just have high self-esteem. Instead, they believe in their own greatness and importance, even in the face of overwhelming evidence to the contrary. Someone might, for example, believe they are destined to be the leader of the world, despite having no leadership experience and difficulties in interpersonal relationships. Delusions of grandeur are characterized by their persistence. They are not just moments of fantasy or hopes for the future. Good Therapy goes on to state that treatment of delusions depends upon the underlying cause. It is important for practitioners to differentiate between delusions of grandeur and simple hopes for the future. Another common cause to emotion identity refers to a point I made in part one of this discussion, and that is about the type of person we are. Who we are really is how we treat other people, not who we want to be or who people think we are. It is not about wants or assumptions. It is simply what we do. Let me give you an example. Michael is very frustrated with a project at work and he is very cold with his colleagues, very short, and is very obviously annoyed whenever he receives a phone call. This is a rare experience and Michael is generally very pleasant to work with, but for the most part, still does keep to himself as he has a very demanding position at this company. Well, because his mood shifted on this day, Janae and Emily have started whispering to each other that Michael is such a cruel and angry person eventually spreading this conversation to other members of the office. Before you know it, everyone is viewing Michael as this angry person. He overhears this chatter and can feel the shift from his colleagues in the days to come. Michael has two options here, one that would actually take a lot more effort than the other. He can, one, return to work as his usual self, no extra effort needed because remember, he is generally very pleasant to work with. Or two, Michael can feed into the narrative that has been created by Janae and Emily, put forth extra energy being upset at this conjecture, and you guessed it, give in to this self-fulfilling prophecy of believing he has suddenly become this angry person, all because of one bad day. Michael can allow his identity to be angry. Or like I said, Michael can be the same person he was on most other days pleasant, and in control of his own identity. It is best to work on making sure that we know we are not in this false identity, that this emotion is just a trait and that becoming this new identity will be more work. We don't want to allow something we are feeling to swallow us up and find its way into all of our thoughts and actions. When we do that, we can also fall victim to feelings of destabilization, demoralization, and disconnection. David A. Karp found that those diagnosed with depression generally end up in two categories, feeling generally unwell with bouts of feeling a little better, and those that generally feel well but can get interrupted by bouts of feeling unwell. This is an indicator that with the right treatment or frame of mind, we can still be ourselves separate from what we may be feeling. According to Laura Reif, we do not realize that who we are is not a mere factual reality that the universe has offered up for us, but rather a project that we've extensively participated in. She goes on to say that the reinforcing power of words commands us and causes us to become. I want to provide some techniques for being mindful and separating ourselves from our emotions and seeing them as just that and not our identity. Remember these affirmations, believe them, and say them out loud if you need to. Also, depending on what emotion you may struggle with, some of the following may not apply. Nevertheless, here we go. Number one is take the emotions that you experience during difficult times as opportunities to manage your feelings and behavior. Number two, accept the emotions you are experiencing as something that may occur time to time, and just as they appear during your day, they will also disappear. Number three, at times my emotions feel as if they are controlling me, but I control them. Sometimes the emotions are troublesome, but I will get through them. Number four, feeling down is normal when stressors present themselves. I will work through my emotions with help from a professional, if necessary, and I will succeed. Number five, I know that some things in life are inevitable and working on accepting that and utilizing healthy tools to process these things mentally and emotionally is better for me than constantly fixating on trying to avoid those things. Number six. By taking the time to work through what I am dealing with, I can also help someone else who may need some guidance. Number seven, there are certain things that people will not fully be able to understand because of lack of experience. What I am dealing with is just a price to pay for acquiring a unique perspective on life and it has taught me a lot. This will continue to help me grow in healthy ways. Number eight, I remember things that once brought me joy, I know things that can still bring me joy and I will discover even more things that will bring me joy. Number nine, sometimes my emotions are simply just beliefs triggered by thoughts that I may have. And number 10, sometimes someone else's actions toward me have nothing to do with me and has everything to do with them. We are all going through things. I am fully capable of accepting that not feeling the need to tell that person or anyone else about my thoughts on this experience, and I am choosing to let this go. I have two additional statements for you, more of reminders that you can keep close. One is saying something like this to yourself in moments where you cannot dismiss your emotion. I can consider this emotion as a pesky colleague who wants to bother me and not let me get my work done. Because I cannot control that, I will allow them to stay where they are, having their fit, because that's what they need right now. I, however, will not be phased and I will continue to focus on what I am doing. Lastly, I want you to remember that your emotions are not your identity. How you treat people is. So, something that I always try to keep at the center of my heart and mind is this. I will not allow someone else's actions to change my character. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. Thank you to everyone that has been sharing this podcast with family and friends. And as always, I hope this information was helpful for you. If you are enjoying what you're hearing, please subscribe and make sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify.